Live from the RealBloncoRoofing.com studio, this is Keeping It Real with your host, the great Chuck Allen. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome back to another amazing episode of Keeping It Rio. This is Chuck, and today I have a good one that we want to talk about. It's going to be five tips to improving your closing ratio. So pretty good if you're in sales. This is something that everybody probably wants to figure out a little bit better. Um, there's nobody that's 100% that I'm aware of on this planet that's done more than one deal. So it's always good to be able to improve your closing ratio, make more money, be more efficient with your career. So let's just go ahead and dig into it. Um, I've got five basic things that I've written down here, and I just want to kind of go through and discuss them a little, and hopefully we can help somebody out with their closing. So the first one that I've got on the list here is probably the most elementary and obvious, and that's confidence. You have to be confident in yourself. You have to be confident in your product, your company, and your price. Um, if you don't have total confidence in one of those four things, it's going to really show and homeowners in general, you know, prospects, whoever you're dealing with that you're going to be working for or trying to earn business with, um, if they can sense that you've got an anxiety of, of some sort about you or you don't have total confidence in something that you're doing, um, it can really show. <clears throat> and that's something that can get people really disqualified right off the bat. You know, if you walk in and you have a different kind of body language that would imply that you don't really feel like you're the best or you don't really have the answer for that person. Um, it doesn't take long for that to show, and it doesn't take long for someone to really start to lose confidence in you quickly. So make sure that when you go to an appointment, you're fully prepared, you understand what you're going to do, you've got yourself ready, you look good, you're on time, you know, do everything that you need to do to be a top level professional. Make sure you're prepared. Um, don't wing it have everything that you can possibly have ready beforehand so you can minimize the amount of time that you spend with your prospect as well, because you don't want to lose them there. Um, but confidence is key. You know, you've got to be confident in every aspect yourself. You've got to be confident in the company, knowing that you're going to get the, the absolute quality that you're promising. You've got to be a hundred percent confident in your product so that you can convey that you believe in it a hundred percent you want them to feel that energy that you give off. So that and the most important thing you can be confident about is your price. Um, the simple fact of the matter is that most people lose deals because they don't understand or can't convey the value versus what the actual price that they're asking is. And this is a, a terrible, terrible trap to find yourself in. And basically, um, what, what you do, number two here on my list, is that you sell how you buy. And basically what I mean is if you're a, if you're a person who is always worried about price, if you're just a price-driven, looking for a discount, looking for a bargain, looking for a deal all the time, um, you're going to draw in those kind of people. If you're somebody that goes out that understands that something good is going to cost more and you're paying for quality, you're paying for good service, you're paying for something that you can be proud of and you're not so concerned about the price, that's the kind of sales that you're going to bring in as well. So you always want to make sure that you can get the best people to work with. And those cheap people that are, you know, quite frankly, they're a pain in the ass sometimes to deal with. 
and you end up jumping through a bunch of hoops. You end up having to deal with a bunch of stuff that you wouldn't have to deal with normally um, because you you convey that image to them. You know, if you go in and you don't have total confidence that you're the best option or you think that your price is too high and, you know, for whatever reason you believe that. Um, there are people that do, and quite honestly, they don't survive in the industries very long because you can't think that way and be in sales, uh, at least not in commission sales where you're trying to get, you know, tens of thousands of dollars or, you know, hundreds, even sometimes millions of dollars from people in exchange for your product or service. So if you're one of the people that's always questioning the price of everything and when it gets time in your presentation to show that number, you get timid or you get afraid, um, you know, you might want to think about this because it's it's not going to get any easier for you. That's the toughest thing to overcome. And if it's in your head, it's in your head. The only way you can get rid of it is, you know, do it yourself, figure it out, eliminate it. Um, the people that believe that they're the absolute best and that they're proud of that fact, um, they have complete belief in everything, you know, the product, the company themselves, the price, they're a hundred percent bought in. Those are the people that are successful. They're the ones that go out and get the huge deals. Um, the price driven guys, every once in a blue moon can land a couple houses here or there if we're doing roofing, uh, for an example, but there's no consistency. The consistency is in the people that believe a hundred percent in what they're doing. And it's like Ed Milet said, they have to be evangelical about their cause. Everybody knows what these people do for a living. They totally understand exactly where they are at all times as far as their career goes, how to get a hold of them, the services they provide. They're committed to it. You know, they get their vehicles wrapped. They wear the the logos everywhere they go. They're handing out business cards. They're prospecting actively. Um, those are the people that are going to be successful. The ones that are sitting at the office waiting for leads, looking at prices and saying, oh, you know, they don't want to buy that. They don't have that kind of money or whatever. It's lacking in skill and it's also lacking in effort to have that mindset. So if that's you, you might want to figure something else out because I don't think you're going to survive very long doing this. Um, number three is a lot of salespeople lose deals because they talk too much, believe it or not. The homeowners, the prospects, they don't really care that much about what you have to say um, outside of the fact that you can solve their problem. This is extremely cliche, but the old adage is you've got two ears and one mouth. You know, if you listen twice as much as you talk, you're still probably talking too much. But that's kind of the point. You know, you want to ask a question of the prospect and then you want to let them tell you how to solve the problem. What's what's on their mind? You know, there's been a lot of times I've gone to roofing appointments and there have been other companies that have gone before us and they say, you know, I don't even know what this guy was talking about. I wanted to do this, but he told me that I didn't have damage on my roof or he told me that I didn't need a new roof for four or five years. And that was great news. But truthfully, I just want to put a new roof on my house because I don't like the color. Um, basically what happens is sometimes people just take for granted what, what they're supposed to be doing and they don't put in the work to actually get to know the prospects, to understand what they're trying to do. And you can convolute a deal real quick by too many details, by putting too much stuff up there. That's completely disinteresting to the homeowner or the prospect. Um, but if you ask them what their problem is, they will tell you. People love to talk about their problems. They love to talk about themselves. 
And this is where, as a sales rep, you get in trouble because we're human beings. We like to talk about ourselves as well. Um, but in this particular instance, it's not important. We do not matter. We're just there to placate the customer, to take care of their needs, to solve their problem, and then do it as quickly as possible so that they can move on about their life and not have to think about it anymore. So ask exactly what they want. If someone wants a new roof and you tell them they don't need a new roof, that's that's very poor. Uh, and those are the people that end up leaving the industries real quick because they just don't understand all you have to do is ask. Someone will tell you what they want. So while you're doing this as well with the too much talk, something that I like to do is add into the presentation some soft closing questions. And what I mean by soft closing questions is you want to feel how the, the conversation is going. You want to maintain control of it. and You want to understand the flow and the direction of it. And you want to keep your prospect engaged because we're talking in most cases about things you know, whether it be roofing or electrical or heating and air conditioning or interior painting or whatever, they don't really care that much about that process. They really just want the end result and they want to make sure everything's right. So sometimes they can get lost in the minutia as well and can get disinterested by some of the stuff you're talking about. So what I like to do is about every paragraph, I like to just take a quick second and pause and look over and say, you know, does that make sense to you? Um, do you understand what I mean by what we just went over there? Are there any questions about that portion? And basically you want to keep them engaged, you know, so that they're actually paying attention. If they tell you that something doesn't make sense that you talk about two minutes in and you don't ask them, you go another five or 10 minutes. By the time you get back to asking if there's a question, they've already forgotten about the question and they haven't been paying attention the last eight minutes either. So it's key to keep people engaged and involved in the conversation. And it's key to ask those questions as you go along. And when I start getting towards the end, I've got a, a different set of questions I like to ask. You know, if I get towards the the tail end of my presentation, I start asking, you know, um, have I given you enough information? Is there anything else that you'd like to discuss? You know, anything that I haven't covered that you had on your mind? And at the end of that deal, they're going to tell you, well, yeah, you know, I was thinking about this or no, you did a great job. Um, once you get to that great job, you know, it's time to flip from selling into closing. And this is where most people start to lose deals as well, because they continue to try to sell beyond the point of the homeowner giving you that that clue. Have I given you enough information? Yes, that's it. You don't need to give any more information. You're just going to kill it at that point. So when I say, have I given you enough information and they give me the answer? Yes. The next thing I do is I say, okay, the next step we are going to take now is we're going to fill out this paperwork. I'm going to get a couple of signatures on here and we're going to go ahead and get this on the schedule. Does that sound fair? Yeah, that sounds fair. Uh, if they say no, then okay. You know, what's, what's the hang up there? What, what doesn't seem right about what we're going to do in the next step. I've never had anybody tell me that it doesn't sound fair after they've said I've given enough information. Okay. You know, well, Hey, we're going to go ahead and proceed forward. Does that seem fair? Yes. If they're not ready, then that's fine too. But at that point you've, you've gone for the close, you've given your intent, you know exactly where you're at in the process, you know exactly what they needed and you've given them that information. So now if you don't get the deal right there, the, num the number four thing I have on my board is you don't follow up enough after the fact. 
Um, you've done a great job. Obviously, some people are just going to have to think about things. That's the way that human nature is. They're going to have to think about the price. They're going to have to think about when they want to get it done. They're going to have to think about the colors, you know, whatever things that, that people have to think about. And I use the air quotes there because, again, it's not really them needing time to think. It's more of a defensive mechanism that a, a human being has inside them that prevents them from looking like a victim or weak or vulnerable. So people are going to, you know, try to hold on to the control. You've given me enough information. It sounds fair and all that, but I still need to think about it. Okay, well, that's fine. No problem. I'm going to give you a call back tomorrow around three o'clock and see if any other questions have come up. Does that seem fair to you? Yes. Okay. Now what you need to do is you need to follow up on your word and you need to call at three o'clock tomorrow. When three o'clock tomorrow comes and you call, you say, Hey, I just wanted to check in, see if you had any additional questions. You know, no, I don't, you know, we're going to make a decision in the next day or two. Thanks for checking up. Awesome. The very next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to send a text message that says, thank you for your time today. I appreciate it. If any questions come up, please feel free to give me a call back anytime. Send that text immediately after you got off the phone with them. You're doing good. The next morning I wake up or maybe even the evening before I will put together a nice little email um, that kind of maybe just explains again, you know, what we do, what kind of things we offer. Hey, I just wanted to make sure that this one point stuck out to you. You're just maintaining contact. Um, the truth of the matter is most salespeople don't follow up anywhere near close to enough um, a lot of them don't even follow up at all, which is insane to me. I can't imagine you put all the time and effort into doing the job. And then when it comes time to get the actual deal, you, you just fall on your face, but it happens. So, um, be creative with your follow-ups too. You know, I like to do text messages, phone calls, emails. Um, I take my iPhone and make a short little 15 or 20 second video. I've got a gimbal here in my office it just shows me sitting at the desk and I say, hey, Mrs. Jones, I just want to let you know we were over here. We've got some spaces available on the board for you. We're, we're holding them. You know, give me a call if we can be of service to you, so on and so forth. We'd love to be your contractor. And I'm always dropping those, you know, hey, we can we can get you in. We've got about a, you know, one one slot open next week if you'd like it. Maybe a small sense of urgency at that point. But the truth is, the average is, you know, fifth to eighth contact is when most deals are made. So if you're not following up after the second time, someone else is, and they're going to get the deal, even if they weren't as good as you, even if they didn't leave the initial impression that you did, it's whoever's standing at the end that gets the deals, right? So you want to be persistent. Again, you are evangelical at this point about your stuff because you know you're the best, and it would be a disservice to your client for you to leave them hanging and have them you know, have to work with someone other than you because you're the absolute best. So make sure you follow up, make sure you maintain that, that line of communication. Uh, as long as they're responding to you, you're still in the game. If they don't respond to you, follow up anyway until they respond, you know, they're going to tell you to leave them alone. At least it's a response. Don't let them ghost you, you know, just continue to, to hang in there, do your thing, do your thing, do your thing. And you'll be shocked by how many people appreciate the fact that you were not willing to give up on them. Um, and that's actually a really good final follow-up as well. If you get to the point where you feel like, Hey, I've done so much for this and I'm not getting any response. They're not getting back to me. They don't seem interested. 
just shoot one final text over and say, hey, Mrs. Jones, just wanted to check in to see if you've given up on this project. Um, that's going to get a response because most people do not like to be classified as giving up or quitting or whatever. You're not really insinuating that they're quitters or, or whatever, but you just want to make sure, hey, have you given up on this project? Is this something that you're not interested in anymore? Most people are going to get back to you and say, no, 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 I haven't given up yet. I, you know, I'm sorry, I've been busy. But if you get in there and you ask them that specific question, that will get you a great response. And if you're at your, your end of your follow-ups and you feel like you've run out of hope, just give that one last message. You know, Have you given up on this project? I haven't given up on you. I just wanted to check in. Um, you'll get some responses from that one. So keep that in the, the holster. That's the fourth thing is following up. Number five uh, on the list should be absolutely number one because this is the number one reason why people don't close more sales. And it's a very simple, basic, absolute, save the most idiotic thing for last. And it's quite simple. Uh, we talked earlier about people that are conditioned to be price-driven and don't believe 100% in what they're doing, don't believe in the products, the services, the company themselves. Or, like I said, most importantly, the price. Um, this is when people have issues with actually asking for the deal. And the number one reason people don't get more deals is because they don't ask for them. Uh, they go through the entire process of doing a presentation, of getting estimates together, of taking samples over, of going through the paperwork, of explaining the entire process. But for whatever reason, in the back of their mind, they don't feel like the process that they're explaining is worth the money that they're asking for in in exchange. And 90% of the deals that people lose is because they're afraid to ask for it. You get into a situation where you're quoting $100,000 deals or, or a quarter of a million or half a million or even a million dollar deal, you cannot be intimidated to ask for that number because it's what's there. That's what you need to do. Um, you cannot be a premium top-level producer being a price-driven salesperson. It's just not possible. You cannot be at the top level when you have that mindset. It just it doesn't work. You're always worried about cheating people, even though you're not cheating them at all. You're providing the absolute best. You're providing more value than anybody else that they talk to. Um, but having that timid approach, being afraid to talk about it, that's what screws most people over in sales. And that's where most people lose the deal because you could probably get a lot of these jobs. The homeowner, if they're sticking with you through your follow-ups, if they're still communicating with you, they're giving you all the signs. They've told you that you've given enough information and you haven't even asked for the deal yet. You're following up. You're doing all this other crap and you still haven't asked for the deal. If they're still in there with you, they are begging you, please ask me for this job. I want to work with you. And if you still don't, Somebody else is going to come along and eventually they're going to lose interest in waiting for you. And there goes your opportunity. You could have been the very best. You could have been the choice that they wanted, but you opted not to do it. So don't be that. Make sure you ask for the sale. Make sure you're confident in yourself. Make sure that you are aware of your mindset being, whether it's a scarcity mindset or an abundance mindset, you want to be selling from a place of abundance you want to be giving, you want to be generous because that's the energy that comes back to you as well. So if you're timid, if you always are dealing with price, you're going to have to deal with that yourself. That's a personal situation. You're going to have to commit to saying, hey, I need to either change my career 
or I need to change my mindset, but you cannot probably be successful with a scarcity mindset, trying to sell high ticket items, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth. So make sure that you've got that mind right. Uh, don't talk too much. Always ask your customers for the details. They will be more than happy to give them to you. Streamline the process so that you don't you know, lose their interest halfway through the project. Um, always ask those soft closing questions. And when you get to the point where they tell you it's enough, stop selling, go for the deal. Never, never sell after the close. Um, follow up, make sure, like I said, the average is eight calls on some deals, be creative. Even if they tell you to stop, give them one more, you know, Hey, I appreciate you telling me to stop. Thank you for that. Who's going to get mad at you for thanking them? You know, it just keeps you in mind. And even if you don't get that job, they'll consider you for other things. Uh, and then, like I said, the most important of them all is ask for the deal. If you don't ask for the deal, you're never going to get it. The answer will always be no. So, Go out, be confident, ask for it. You're going to get it. You've got the absolute best tools to be the, the absolute best option. You're the solution to the problem, and you're the one that the homeowners need. So go out and make it happen, guys. I appreciate you listening. And uh, if this has been helpful to anybody, do me a huge favor. Give us a five-star rating. Uh, share this episode. Like it. Do whatever you got to do. Um, anything we can to help make keeping it Rio bigger so that we can reach a bigger audience and help more people is exactly what I'm trying to do here. So thank you for your help with that. Thank you for the support. And until next time, this is Chuck for keeping it Rio.